0: It's life on life's terms.
1: My name is Chris Danemo. I'm a recovered heroin so addict. Uh, we're here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, oh, so Mass on Quincy Ave. It's a great place. Uh, lots of resources here. Lots of meetings every day. Um, Tonight there's a, a woman's nurturing meeting where they cook dinner and all that nurturing yeah, stuff. Yep, there's lots of meetings here, and it's not just twelve step stuff. Um, there's veterans' meetings. There's they post it every day what's going on. Um, so anyway lolterms.com please subscribe yes like subscribe share share this podcast now yes please if you, do if you wouldn't mind um,
0: the um, audio podcast sounds fantastic it's on iTunes it's on uh,
1: the Google Play Store it's on uh, Spotify Spotify uh, What else have I found we're also on YouTube yeah um, we're on YouTube and, it, and it for anyone that is hearing impaired you can click on the subtitles and That's right it'll do its best to transcribe what we say yeah yeah um, so, next week, we will not be broadcasting. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we because the following week, we will be going live from the Recovery Rocks concert out in Situate.
0: We are live! Uh, so,
1: it's a mandatory meeting that we have to attend um, out in Situate next mandatory Thursday. Mandatory meeting? That sounds like the treatment house. Yeah, mandatory. I know. <laughs> mandatory house meeting! <laughs> um, who's this about? Freedom. You. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh so tonight we have uh, Nicole Bancroft. Yes. Bancroft. Um, she goes by Nikki. Uh, she was referred to us from Stacia, who was on last week.
0: A week two before. Weeks. No, last. two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. And Thanks we had, I had tried getting you on before, and the timing wasn't right. So she's here now. and the timing's she's, right now. Yes. She's going to share her experience, strength, and hope with us. And... That's,
0: and that's, that's, that's that's what we do. And that's that. Yes. And that's that. <laughs> so we'll
1: turn it over to her, and I'm sure we'll interrupt her plenty of times. She was born very young. Please yeah.
2: do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little nervous. been a while. Um, especially now you're like, oh, we're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, so now I'm just going to be even more nervous, but I might just keep yeah. my eyes closed, eyes closed a little bit. That's all right. I don't know. No <laughs> all all right. don't need Whatever. to be
0: nervous. Whatever um, works. all good. If you could just keep the mic close to you.
2: So... My name's Nikki. I am in recovery, um, been in and out for a very, very long time, um, picked up at a very young age.
1: So what, what time did, what, how old were you when you first tried getting sober?
2: Um, first really, really getting sober, I was 21, I believe. Um, I had done a couple programs before that, but it was mostly just to please the courts. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Mm. the heat
1: was on. Let me get these people off my back. Yeah, what can I do instead of going to jail?
2: Don't want to go back to jail. Yeah, Um, Yeah. figure programs a little bit better. Yeah, Um, I
1: made I made that mistake. Yeah, I was at the basement of Quincy Court, and they said, "Do you want to go to detox or jail?" I said, "Detox, detox was in Bridgewater State Prison." prison. (laughs) 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 Okay, want to go to jail? Jail. <laughs> so I remember that, all right, so. you picked up at a real young age, you said? Really how, young how old? Age.
2: Um I started drinking at maybe about twelve and then mm. you know, mm-hmm. pills coke, everything else at fourteen. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a
1: little early.
0: Um thirteen's usually the year, I think, for yeah. the most part.
1: And you said you're from Saugus.
2: Yep, from Saugus. Um I was born in Walden, moved to Saugus when I was ten. Um didn't really kind of fit in. With the kids in that high school, and found shout my own little th- crowd. Yeah,
0: <laughs> shout out to the Saugus Iron Works.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: which, which is what we tend to do. We we we'll, we will find a place where we can make pretend that we fit in. Yeah. You know, like oh yeah, oh you like that? Yeah, I like that too. You know, yeah. choose choose to fit in somewhere. Yes. Yep. Chameleon and and transform ourselves into whatever others want.
2: Pretty much it. Um, so I was very young, I did my treatment out in Lynn, um, kind of still did things my way, didn't believe I had a problem. Um.
0: What was the treatment, the first treatment?
2: Uh, my very first program was the Salvation Army in Saugus which Mm,
1: right. is that the I think that's the original right I believe so yes Um, where your first week you make five dollars but you have to pay four (laughs) dollars for your lock on your locker so Uh, you get a dollar
2: it's changed a lot since then I guess they don't even let you go in with your own clothes or anything but I mean it was Mm. pretty tough when I went there they used to drive around make sure that the guys and girls weren't at the McDonald's they couldn't even you couldn't even say thank you if they tried to like hold the door open for you there was just No fraternizing
1: whatsoever.
2: No. And uh, I didn't grow up very religious, so morning Mm. devotions, Bible study, church on Sundays. Yes,
1: very different from a lot of the other things out there.
2: Yeah. Uh, I lasted about three months. and
1: That's a good run right there, three months.
2: Yeah. Met a boy, Mm. picked up, and I think I went to detox, was trying to dodge the PO, and then ended up at the Ryan House in Lynn.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Met a boy Tough place three Ryan House Not when I was there No No Uh-oh. no 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 When I was there It was It was. I think it was like 90 Well no That's a lie 2005 So um, mm. It was very different I heard they have A different director now Which kind of Cleaned things up Yeah
1: so. I mean this It's It's crazy Like What I see Happening To treatment There's not enough Of it as it is And It's getting so Fucked up That they're Closing places Yeah Like yeah. Like High Point They had, the men's treatment center, the women's treatment center, both that's in New so Bedford, crazy. the Plymouth campus, like that's
0: so crazy. What?
1: That's basically that's, what was going on. Yeah, that's like self will run riot.
0: It's you, you know, like you're gonna close treatment centers in the in the middle of a crisis. Yeah, it's so crazy. And,
1: and and that's what the woman said. I I forget who she works for, um, what department she worked with, but she was like, we take closing treatment centers very seriously. Like we don't want to do this, yeah. but it's for the safety of the clients and you know for the general public wow you know like if you're putting people in in bad situations yeah like um what what was one of the things oh there was was a guy that had had overdosed and was in the hospital and they were writing that he was still in detox oh my. like signing off on him every day like you know
3: Yep, i've seen it that's ugly and that
1: place was always really solid for a long time yeah
2: it's scary because, like you said, there's not a lot of places around, and unfortunately, it's it gives a bad name for people that are trying to go and get treatment. Yeah, and you're supposed exactly. to be trusting these people with and, your life and to
1: especially someone that has never been in it. Yeah, and they're like what the what? Why do I want to go there? You know, it's it can be it can be detrimental to everyone and then we when you finally
2: go somewhere that has structure and is trying to help you and show you you know how to live a different life and and how to g- get into recovery then you don't know what to do and you rebel and half the time yes. i've seen people leave I- i've done it before you know yeah. so i don't
1: yeah. my experience is i've been to a three three detoxes i think and one treatment center
0: yeah, so we're not very. I, I was
1: <laughs> like it says in some of the literature. I was pretty badly mangled. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. I just and, and any time I went to treatment, it wasn't to get sober. It was because I didn't have any money. I didn't have a hustle, you know. And it was spin dry in and out.
0: But well, hold on, let's back up for a
1: minute. What, yeah. what uh, what's drug of
0: choice?
2: I ended with heroin. Okay, um, that's what brought me to my knees. Right. Uh, the way that I like to describe it is, I am an alcoholic but however i'm addicted like i'm addicted to alcohol i'm addicted to pills i'm addicted Mm. to tattoos and men anything that makes me feel better and brings me outside of myself Mm -hmm. yeah um when i was younger i didn't know that or understand any of that yes my mother used to tell me my father was an addict my father was an alcoholic i couldn't do anything but i was never explained why i was never explained what it was Mm. i was brought to meetings with my father um Grew up like that, and then he eventually just stopped going when I got older. So I knew what it was, but at the same time, I didn't. If that kind of makes sense.
1: Now, did he stay sober? He? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask.
2: Um, I believe he stayed sober, and then when I picked up and started using, I I almost saw guilt in him, but at the same time, I found a bottle of Suboxone in his mm. in the uh, his room. My mother had told me that. He was taking pills or something because he hurt himself, and then started doing that. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, and
1: that's I've heard that story about people who were alcoholics. Like, right? You know, they end up having a procedure done or hurt themselves, and and now because they've backed off of their treatment for alcoholism, yeah. they're like, oh, I never did this stuff, so I'll be fine. Well, here's that's an important you
0: know? that's an important point. Alcohol is a drug, right? Because just because it's legal and you know you can make it by letting uh, apple juice get rotten in the closet, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Some homebrew, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It, it's not any different. No, it's a mind altering substance, just like heroin, just like meth. Yeah. Okay, alcohol is as much a drug as that, and and, the, and these people don't realize it. Yeah. And they, I mean, if
1: know. if friggin' the Shecklers could put it in a fucking pill, they'd do it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And and you didn't have to drink and you could just take a pill of alcohol. Yeah. If if they could fucking do it they would. Yeah. Right. You know. But they just haven't figured it out yet. Thank God. Hmm.
2: Like I said, it's like anything. I didn't know what it was when I was younger, and I would just move on to the next best thing. So, like, I started with weed, and then I moved to alcohol. And I hated alcohol. Mm. And I used to throw it back so quick. I hated the taste. I hated the smell. I hated the feeling. Yeah. But everyone else was doing it, and it was all that you could get. You know what I mean? Because it's hard
1: to, like, find that combination or that, (laughs) like, all right, if I do that. Because if you're an alcoholic, you're just like, give me it. Right.
2: All my yets became, you know, oh, I'll never sniff anything. I'll never Mm. shoot anything. I'll never mix drugs. I'll never mix alcohol, you know, and Mm. end up doing all of it by the time, like, I'm 16. You know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. um, problems with food, eating too much, eating too little, cutting, like, just anything, because I didn't, i was just constantly like this like i didn't know what to do with myself i didn't know how to like restless
1: irritable and discontent exactly you know
2: i was never like really explained um what was really wrong with me like Mm -hmm. on the inside you know so i don't know took a lot of life experiences to get where i'm at now
1: yep Mm. and they're all they all happen for a reason
2: yes they do (laughs) um But, yeah, I did those programs. Um, I got a couple years when I went out to Lynn. Still kind of did things my way. Like, I had a sponsor, but my sponsor was actually picked by my counselor at at the last. So I went from Ryan House to Project Hope, which was actually a great program. They were kind of like a TC. We couldn't talk to anyone for 90 days. um, All women. There was children there, which was really a good experience for me because I got to be around babies and kind of, like, learn that different i don't know because you get to see people like grow there's like mothers that didn't have their kids that were in the house that were yeah. becoming nurturing oh, with yeah. like the the children yeah. and and helping mothers and it was just a real like family which is
1: which is good Very you know cool. we we both went to a tc as well
0: yeah yeah so i'm was glad Wasn't no kids there but no well there was a <laughs>
1: there was a bunch of them
0: there but yeah, they were they just were the, full grown they were the clients <laughs> yeah
2: I've seemed to notice that, like, the stricter the program, the better I do. Like, the more, like, structure and discipline. Like, I'm used to that than, like, being told, like, rather than, like, where it's kind of lenient, where it's, like, okay, you can go out all day and, like, do it. Like, no, I can't do that. Oh, yeah, drop
0: (laughs) drop your bags and go get a job. Yeah, because then you're, like... no good. Well, I don't know. It can be good for some people.
1: If you're anything like me, like, I'm thinking, okay, I can fucking get over on these people. You know what I mean? It's it's very easy to... You know, manipulate because that's that's what we do. You know, it's like, all right, so I don't have to check in. Like, I went through a treatment center. I was there for eight and a half months, and I never had to give them one urine. I used to come back from my fucking pass, like holding my pee. (laughs) Can I give you one? You're all set because I was doing what I was supposed to do. They never like doubted me, which which at the time I was like, what the fuck. You know, like everyone else is getting piss tested. Why not me? You know, and now it's like now I understand because, you know, and and trust and believe I got in trouble. I I definitely broke rules and, you know, had plenty of learning experiences, Is what they call them. The people there, the counselors and the, you
0: know, and the people, uh, they could you know smell you from a mile away, yeah, yeah. you could smell cocaine on your breath, yeah.: <laughs> A lot of
2: women's programs aren't like the guys' programs, though. Like, yeah. we have cell phone restrictions, curfews, like all that stuff, and I've noticed that with a lot of the men's treatment centers, like you guys are drop your bags and go, get your phones, like, yeah, can well do a turn lot about more
1: the whole time you were there. You couldn't have a cell phone No, there was no phone like it didn't oh, matter if you if you didn't have a phone yeah. if, if you were there for eight months no you can't have a cell phone it's like how am I supposed to talk to anybody how am I supposed to get a job interview like mm. pay phone right there yeah you know yeah how you know, am I supposed to have that girl from the meeting call me you
0: only got pay phone right there <laughs> and you only got ten minutes or whatever it was I yeah don't know, it was fifteen minutes maybe
1: yeah you so now sign you 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 end up at the hope Project
2: Cope, um, in Lynn, and then I moved on to their sober house, and then got a sober apartment, and then I picked up from there. Um, I did into on back in the day.
1: Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, when it was rough.
2: When it was rough. Um, I remember people going through that, boy. Oh it was, yeah. So I, a month and a half in, I um, got really sick, and yeah. I could barely move. I couldn't, you know, hold a fork. I couldn't turn the key to the car. I would wake up like this and um thank god like the boyfriend that i was living with at the time was like very caring and nurturing because he would actually have to like get up to like carry me to the bathroom and like for someone that's like independent and did everything on their own their whole life to be like completely like helpless and having to rely on somebody and being in constant pain like 24 7 was just like Mm. a complete like shock of reality and they just kept telling me like oh it's the interferon it's the interferon and like i knew something else was wrong um so long story short, I ended up getting psoriasis all over me, yeah. and when I went to go see the dermatologist, she told me that I had arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, and it was brought on from the interferon. Mm. So because it was so new, they never did an autoimmune panel on me, Yeah, yeah. and it brought everything out. So since 2008, I've had severe arthritis, um, and it's something, wow. I just had knee surgery in December. Um, How old are you? Oh my goodness. 35. And they had been putting it off for a long time because they didn't want to do it. Um, I take shots weekly that suppress my immune system so that you know my body doesn't like attack. Fight itself, itself
0: yeah. There's, you know, what's uh, supposed to be really good for autoimmune is
1: fasting.
3: Yes. Um, um
1: Mike. Yeah, we had a guest on Mikey Gavoni. He does a lot of holistic autoimmune stuff. You should, yeah, like,
0: you should look up Mikey. Look up He's Mikey.
1: Unbelievable. I
2: go through the the diets. Um, what foods to eat, what not mm. to eat, what to drink, what not to drink. But you know, I I have my binging moments. I don't really drink monsters that much, but here I am because yeah, I'm it's nervous as hell being on here. And I like my ice cream and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. not easy. It's, I know. It, it, we we are undisciplined. Yep. You know what I mean? Even <laughs> though it even though it means your health, it, it's like yeah, but that fucking ice cream is really good. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy that that's how our minds. I put myself. Sa- Listen, I'll right.
2: have like a. I like salami and cheese subs, and I like Chinese food, and like I kill myself every time. As soon as I eat it, I just I can't move. Yeah, like, and yeah. I Put myself through that, and I'm mm. like, is it really worth it? And it's like yes, right. it is. Right, <laughs> it tastes good. <laughs> it's like oh, I'll
3: I'll suffer. I'll yeah. suffer for it, but
1: you know, it's we like live I, once. <laughs> I've met people with celiac, and they're like, oh, I gotta eat that fucking bread.
2: Yeah, I gotta <laughs> eat
1: it, you know, and then they're paying for it. You know, people
2: with dairy allergy, like everybody does it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um,
1: I remember my sister went through uh, interferon. A guy I worked with, um, he's since passed on cancer, killed him. Uh, John Zito, he went through interferon, and that dude worked every day. He would ha- sometimes he'd have to go and lay down on the truck, but um, another guy in in my first home group, all his hair fell out, like big giant clumps of his hair. Like people people that get Treatment for Hep C today, you have no fucking idea what the struggles were with people oh, with yeah. interferon. In now it's like, oh yes, you may have a slight headache, yeah, and it's what one really? pill.
2: Yeah, this was like eight. You know, the interferon was like eight horse pills, and yeah, was it, was it like Pegasus daily. Was yeah, it? yeah, daily, and then the shot. Once then you had a week. To, yeah,
1: and and not to mention, I think it was like thirty five thousand dollars a month
2: yeah and when i did it i had to go so you they, they sent you to a psychologist or psychiatrist mm-hmm. first you had to it was mandatory because it like messed with everything yeah. yep. and um i actually had a doctor it was at Lynn community health and he diagnosed me as adhd bipolar manic depressive so of he course gave he gave me trazodone adderall and i'm like i don't yep. want this like i'm yep. 15 months sober like i don't want wow. well if you don't do you it you might have some nerve problem here's interferon. some gabapentin as
1: well yeah <laughs> you
2: know so I'm taking it and then like I'm like I don't want to do this and yeah. I tell him so he's like sorry you can't do the interferon so I'm like alright went to Mass General didn't have to do any of it and was fine and I've been at Mass General really sets, wow you know?
1: what, now where was this unreal Ling
2: Community was where I first started it and it was in 08 can someone
1: say kickbacks
2: <laughs> well yeah, that's the
0: thing get a second opinion yeah you know what I mean? that's, that's
1: opinion. the thing like I say it all the time like there is nothing wrong with having to take medication. But don't walk into a doctor's office and walk out with a script 12 minutes later. Yep. Like, if you want them, it, right. like, go and get a lengthy diagnosis. Go and see them for 30 days. You know what I mean? Like, repeatedly right. go back and see them so that they can track your progress. When you first get sober, you're fucked up. Yep. Oh, shit yeah. ain't gonna be right. You I'm may be depressed. F- you <laughs> may have. You may be anxious. So, But that shit may fade, you know? Yeah. But exactly. they just want to throw pills at everything. It's, it's sickening. It's yeah. so bad. It pisses yep. me off.
2: Yep. So I did that. I relapsed. And then I was out in good old Linlin, city of sin. And I stayed out there for about four years. Um, I managed to keep an apartment with that guy for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, then his family sectioned him and sent him off to treatment. And I stayed out on the street, um, first time, really, really homeless for a yeah. long period of time, mm. um, basically on just a death mission every single day. Um, started to eat benzos, you know, oh. shoot dope.
1: Yeah, not not trying to kill yourself, but if it happened, oh well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, w- I've. I'd been
2: there, you know, just ugly, and so much pride, you know, because I'm still better than, and I got this, and I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. So like, I'll sleep in the stairwell, or I'll just stay up twenty four seven because I'm not gonna go, you know, stay on your couch and hang out with you mm-hmm. or share with you or like do whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was ugly for like I was out there for like two years straight, and wow. um, you so. know, it's like a cat and mouse game with the cops. You know, I yeah, have yeah. friends that are calling me, they're like they have you on the walkie because I just had like a bench warrant that like they just kept getting me on and like they'd get me and I'd do an overnight and then the judge would just let me go the next day.
1: I had one from Florida for I don't even know how many years, so long, and they'd grab me on it. I'd be like, listen, you're going to take me in. You're going to call Florida. They're going to say we're not coming to get them. Uh, It's for fucking community service. Just, yep. I'm telling you, but every fucking time. Yep, $40
2: next <laughs> yeah. day. I'm up. Now I have like 30 defaults. Like my bail's up to like two grand the next yep. time I get held, yep. Like wow. long weekends. Like now I'm dope sick. Oh, like in the awful. Awful. Oh, awful. Yeah.
0: I, did a, uh, I did a weekend in, in a holding cell. It is just hell.
2: Ugh. Yeah.
0: Hell on earth. Yeah. Even though the light stays on 24-7.
2: Those itchy you, wool blankets. You have like. <laughs> no
1: <laughs> idea what time it is? Trying, trying like, to fucking... Put your head on your own sneakers to, or the toilet paper roll, <laughs> yeah, just so yeah. it's not crooked and sitting on the fucking metal bed. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. Hearing yeah.
2: everyone else yelling and screaming in the cells next to yep. you. And- oh, shut yeah. the fuck up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was in one with a guy who was he was kicking the door and screaming at the cops, like screaming and kicking the door, and I'm just like, oh, I'm all sick mm. and like,
1: shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So you survived out there for two years. Two years. That's Um, incredible.
2: I did detox twice. You know it's bad when your dealer is like saying like, you know, like maybe like, (laughs) maybe you should go somewhere for a little bit. You might want to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a
1: a dealer bail me out of jail before. Yeah. Fucking blew my mind. I went, I'm like, bail? I walk out there and I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> Business has been down. Setup? Is this a
0: setup? Business hasn't been as good since you've been in jail, so we need to get you back on the street.
1: <laughs> you must have been buying a lot from that dude. Yeah. I even went back so we could get his five hundo back too. <laughs> Crazy. Um
2: Yeah, I don't know. I stayed out there like I said, I was like trying to die, like couldn't and um mm. then I got real sick. Like really, really sick. It was June, May end of May. Coughing up blood, then I had like hundred and four mm. fever. Went to wow. the hospital. kidneys shut down. Um, they couldn't see what was wrong with me because I had no veins head to toe. Mm. Um, they ended up doing a central line in my neck. Wow! Um, what was it, sepsis? So that's the word. I they was did trying the X-ray to see to make sure they put the tube right, and I had about the size of a half dollar hole on my lung. I had an abscess that burst because I was like that Whoa. good addict that used to save you know, the bloody cook is, because I'm not letting oh, anything yeah. go to waste. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, holding yeah. on to it. I think
0: that's normal.
2: Um, mm. So, yeah, I'd be doing that and just living on the streets in general. Like, you're yeah. dirty, you're not healthy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was in the hospital for eight days, eight days, and they had me more jacked up because I was starting to get sick, and because of the hole in my lung, they didn't want me, like, gagging, coughing. Yep, yep. So they oh, had me yeah. on Dilaudid, Methadone, Xanax, like, eight days in the hospital. Wow. And then that's it bye yeah. see you later. Like insurance isn't paying wow. for anything anymore. Really? Like mm, <laughs> sorry. Ugly. Um so now I have like worse of a habit than when I went in. And um I remember going to this outreach place in Lynn, Healthy Streets, really good program, mm. kinda like uh A Hope out in Boston. They they're really caring. Oh, yep, yep. Really good. Um I said, you know, like I, th- I think I need help and uh I think they knew it was serious because never did that before and uh there, I went to the island when it was still open. Mm. Oh, The really? Andrew Detox. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and and my journey started there. Um,
1: so now, when was this?
2: This was June sixth, two thousand twelve. It was actually my birthday. Mm-hmm. So um, for a long time, every year that I would celebrate sober after that, I would always say it was like my spiritual birthday because, yeah. like, mm. I was reborn. Like, I actually, <clears throat> I went from Andrew House to Mattapan to Hello House. I stayed on that island for about eight months maybe Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, met beautiful women in the program outside of the program the staff like everyone really cared and like was,
1: was Jack working there then Jack. Harper
2: I know Jack yeah yeah. I don't know him, know him but yeah he's know a good F guy yeah. yeah he's a good dude and uh you know it, it took a lot like I was broken I didn't know how to live like first of all I was already a mess like prior to living on the streets and like really picking up heroin I was like a rebellious teen with a lot of anger and, mm-hmm. and self-pride and um now after living out on the streets I'm basically like a an animal like I don't know right. how to be around anybody yeah. you know yeah and um I had a, I found a great sponsor at the time that was Stacia. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, nice. She's, yeah. She said good job. Yeah, earlier.
2: She was so nurturing to me. Oh, um, so caring. I probably wouldn't have stayed sober if it wasn't for her and my therapist at the time, or the staff at, at the whole house. Um, and really that's the
1: thing. Like it, it was. It was a. It was a collective. Yep. It was a village. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I seen so many miracles come out of that place. You know, from Wyman reentry, friggin' rebound the hello house and all of that like right and, and they shut that place down and it was like what the f- what what, what's everybody gonna do now yeah yeah well it's a
0: cautionary tale right you got to realize that that uh you know although there are a lot of people who genuinely care a lot of those people who genuinely care they aren't necessarily the people who are in charge of keeping these places open yeah and when you're out there ripping and running you're, you're taking your your life and your happiness into your own hands you know there's not somebody necessarily going to
1: be there for you I mean but I think it was it was good to have that out there it was you know it was, oh it, was it was you know a lot different than just like having it like in the city you know cause like alright do I really want to leave the island cause I know what I have to go through just to fuck off no maybe I'll just stay back and that's when the good stuff happens yeah. you know mm. what I mean like you get to chop it up with someone that you may not normally talk to right. or, or the staff really gets to know who you are and they realize she's really not that bad. She's, you know, she's scared. Yeah. You know, but no one's ever going to say that. You know, they're not going to say they're scared of of, of getting better. You well, know, that's right.
2: what it is. Like a really someone that's really committed. I think in in that type of field, will get to know a person. Mm-hmm. We get to read them, so they'll know like their their quirks or whatever. Yeah. They'll know if they're having a bad day, if they're angry, if they're upset, or right. if they're like stuck up in their head. You know, yeah, right?
0: Somebody with the right motives and the good and the good heart.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, the island was beautiful on top of it. Like yeah. it was so peaceful. Like the fight. Like I remember, I was there for the Fourth of July, so you could see the fireworks from everywhere. Every city. Wildlife. cool every the cats I'm like crazy cat lady and they had like big fat feral cats like all over the place yeah. I lived <laughs> with oh, yeah. the kittens and they had kids programs on yeah. there um, and then I think they had one of those seven tall ships or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, those the, went by the, when we were yep. there. Tall ships, um, like
1: stuff that you probably normally never would have seen. Yeah, and know? it's it ah, was a good cool. experience. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And lots lots of people going out there to do commitments. Yeah. You know, I don't think they really struggled for for that. Like, I some of the places nowadays, it's like. No, no one showed the up. The
2: South Shore house was really good for that. They came no matter what, even and if it was home. all men That's on Mother's house. Day. They came. Yeah. yeah,
1: I I remember my sister was in um the Hello House, and uh, she was there with a. <laughs> she was coming home for Thanksgiving, I think, and I was driving out there to pick her up, <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Hey, can you give someone a ride?" I'm like. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I had like an O.J. Simpson Bronco. Oh, I remember the The infamous (laughs) white Bronco. The white Bronco. And uh, she comes down with like seven girls. (laughs) I'm like, Audrey, what are you doing? She's like, can can you just take them to the i I'm like, all right. So now I do this. Now I have to make sure they all get back. Uh, Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it was great, like yeah, we, you got we a chance had a good time. and then I remember me and my brother. It was Super Bowl Sunday. No one could go anywhere, me and my brother was like, "Fuck it. We got like 20 pizzas. We brought them over there, and they were like, "Yeah, you guys can hang out." We visited everybody that was there and brought pizzas. Nice. You know what I mean? And, and it was cool. an awesome game to watch. Oh, yeah. you know it's just, just to be involved and in, like help other people and watch them grow that's the good stuff good you know? stuff yeah
2: you probably made someone's day too like they'll remember that like mm. bringing the pizza and hanging out and it's like the little things like that yeah yeah um so yeah i don't know it's so on the island stayed sober i went to a place called uh betty's place um oh betty's I was place there for six months and then i got a room through caritas I, I was blessed to be able to stay in like Back Bay, South End area. Yeah. Ooh, um, yeah. The room was Expensive. over on Marlborough Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I was blessed. So I was over on Marlborough Street for a little bit. I had my get well job at a little chocolate place in Copley, um, wow. again, which was a new experience. So,
1: what are what they called? Co- chocolatier? You were a chocolatier? I was um, a <laughs> musketeer. I
2: wasn't a chocolatier. I was a barista. And oh, I made isn't fancy coffee drinks. Yeah. 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 But on nice. the other side of it, they had like, they made little mice and penguins. And, and that was an experience too. Cause like I said, now I'm living out on the street for two years. And then I'm thrown back <laughs> into this like nice environment. Yeah. Like, in yeah, the only mice you were all frou frou and shit. Like,
1: Fuck it. Listen, I
2: like terrified one of the girls like my first night there like it was this young college girl and she's like I get so scared walking home from school in Dorchester and I'm like listen just put bleach in a Visine bottle and hold your key between your fingers and like you'll be fine like walking if someone <laughs> doesn't <anything>. like <laughs> what, what are you
3: what <laughs> you know like but it was you know and then you know the the
2: staff at the whole House they're like ah, maybe you shouldn't do that you know like yeah. my anger like learning to control my anger mm. like with customers like talking re- c- disrespect is a big thing for me like yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's from when I was little when my mom used to ignore me like I don't know but like well if someone- it's, so it so it it's
1: <laughs> a, and we've, we've talked about it many times so it, this started from probably a trauma when you were younger trauma and something happened yeah. And, and this is why disrespect isn't is no not okay with you you yeah. know what I mean and and, right. and a lot of things have probably stemmed off of that <clears throat> everything starts with the trauma yep.
2: Yeah. so and it's hard to like get through those things when you're younger like even you, mm-hmm. like I I don't know like just you know it's not right Right. But like it's still like your first instinct sometimes mm-hmm. and then you gotta like work through it um but yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> I've, I've been there <laughs> um yeah.
2: I got very involved in meetings out there at a home group, uh, out of the in basement. The in the South End. In the South yeah, End? Yeah, Newberry Street yep. out of the basement. Out of the um, basement, yeah. I started a meeting. We started the big book meeting, um, at six thirty on Sunday nights right before the home group. Nice. Um, I did commitments, sponsorship, like I actually had a family, like it was it was good. And then I don't know, like the meeting just started, um, I guess maybe I was too involved and then everyone else it was just more unhealthy for me to be in that that group and that meeting than it was for. So you were me doing
1: more there. than you should have. Or? More than
2: I should have, and then some of the old timers were getting upset because now there's more program people coming and they're oh. sharing outside of alcoholism in the meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: oh, yeah. um, Tradition well, type. Hope, hopefully stuff. that stuff goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Tradition type stuff. Yeah. crazy.
2: So it was just very chaotic. Um, yeah. Yep. And I backed away from that meeting for a little bit, and then. I had my own studio that was through Project Place. Um, I was blessed to be there for about a year. Um, left my get-well job, was in. I went to school during that time through Mass Rehab. Um, mm-hmm. Got my KDAC at UMass. Passed my test. I was actually able to do that with one of the girls that... Um, so there was a girl that we were at Andrew Detox together. We were at Transitions together. We were at Hello House together. Oh, wow. Our sobriety date was a day apart and our birthdays were a week apart so wow and we hated each other Like
1: because we <laughs> you were probably exactly nice. the we were, same well yeah. that's
2: what it was and then after like we went through all that together and then was mm-hmm. in school like a year later together then we were okay like we had like huh. a little bit over a year of sobriety like yep. we both grew it's, and like it's crazy i still talk to her today and like i admire cool. her i look up to her you know what i mean she awesome. um She's very involved in the program she and just to see how much she's grown and like the woman that she's become like yeah. it's just it's beautiful and amazing, and yep. like I nice. wish I could be you know half the woman that that she is, so and but, you uh,
1: never know she could say the same thing about you
2: uh, yeah. yeah you know and uh but yeah, that was nice, it's good to have a familiar face too, um, yeah right, that was kind of there from you with the start um, mm-hmm. did school uh and then I met a guy and moved to Billerica and threw him out two months later. Yep. Um, <laughs> Every, everything, everything changed. So yeah. now I'm in Billerica, which is very different from Boston. Everything closes at like six o'clock. I yeah. have a car. I'm, right. I have this whole apartment that isn't subsidized anymore that I'm paying for yep. car. Mm. I'm paying for, got some cats. Like I just, you know what I mean? And, uh, I did good. I maintained for a very, very long time. Did you move
0: too quickly, you think?
2: Probably. Yeah. But I see where my faults were at that time. Um, At the time, I think I was trying to like fix and like help him. Like, oh, he's sad. He's he's sick. Like, oh, you know, and. Because, and
1: and when we do that, we don't need to focus on us. Yeah. Right. We're concentrating on somebody else. Codependency is through the roof, you know? Yeah. I'm willing. I'm willing to say that most addicts and alcoholics are codependent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not all, because some people just want to ride solo like the whole entire time. But usually, you know, we want to fix. We want to fix. We want to fix. If I focus on them, I don't have to look at me. You know, and 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 we're the one that ultimately suffers in the end. You know,
2: I stayed away from men for. A long time In Mm. the beginning of my sobriety When I came out here I was petrified Because I knew how I was Once I started to like grow and learn like what was actually wrong to me and like take an accountability for like my behaviors and actions mm-hmm. like I knew that like men was a problem for me back when I was in high school right. like I used to torment the shit out of them like what I could do <laughs> what I could get away with yeah like,
1: manipulate uh, the shit out of them yeah. Yeah. yeah and
2: like that scared me because like now I have a conscience and like now I know what's right and wrong and mm. I'm held accountable and like I don't want to do that to somebody right. it's not right yeah. and um right. so I wouldn't even look like at a meeting like I remember like going would station the meetings and just like i wouldn't even want to go to the bathroom like that's what that was <laughs> yeah, right. um so yeah so at this point you know like i'm three years sober i move out to barrica and um now like my only network because i'm so far away from everybody like i got the phone but then i got like the people that i work with working in the restaurant so like people are drinking whatever but oh, like yeah. i was isolating like i wasn't <clears throat> i wasn't doing what i was supposed to yeah um
1: Everything starts falling off and See, you, most it. of the time it's prayer first. Yeah. You know, yeah. you forget to start praying in mm. the morning and then it's like, yeah, I really don't feel like going to that meeting. It's like, uh-huh, right. this one's calling. I don't really want to answer that right now. And just right. so and it could last 10 weeks, could last 10 months. I know some people it lasted 10 years, Yeah, you know, right. with, with me, eight. Eight years in recovery, and i'm ready to friggin kill myself in no in sobriety i hadn't done any work on myself, so let me rephrase that eight years sober i i, I think you don't give yourself enough credit you, you i think you've done you did a lot of
0: work on yourself, yeah,
1: but maybe you didn't, you didn't i didn't i didn't do a lot of step work on step myself work. but yeah. I was going to see a counselor. I uh I had lived a, a religious retreat at Casio. casio. Yeah. Um I was involved in a group. I I had a sponsor. You um, went through uh the hardest TC yeah, around. Yeah. And stay plugged in for a long time, man. Yeah. I, that place was awesome. I love that sure. place. Kept your goodwill good get well job for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get to the point where my get well job, my boss was like, um I can't pay you anymore. Like <laughs> you <laughs> you're maxed out like dollar per hour wise so you know it's if you move on yeah like- yeah exactly yeah we don't like ch- change, change is, no change hell no change is scary right? hell no yeah. Yeah. yeah it is you know what yeah. you can get away with,
2: yeah. away with you know what you can do like it just you know yeah. like you have your routine you have your structure yeah um, steps was a part of my story too like when I went through all of that um, still didn't really do church but I was like spiritual like yeah. I'm more I got into the rebel recovery yeah. the dharma pub uh, yeah. what that. salty yeah yeah um, I love cool. that meeting they've opened up a couple more too yep there's one here, I'm oh, so here on Fridays. Fridays.
1: Yeah. yeah, but What's the, the, the Monday, Monday night one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Night, right? I love that. Mean yeah. that's. I where went, there me me went there for a while. Went there together.
0: That was that was good. Yeah. I'd like to go
1: back.
2: It's changed a little bit since I went way back then but Mm -hmm. it's still it's good it's nice because you got to learn to like sit with yourself exactly Mm. you know i still like go like two minutes of silence and then i'm like pizza cats like what do i gotta do tomorrow like and then i go back and then you know but it's it's all about just training and like discipline -discipline. and and it's
1: okay for that to happen you just have to reel it back in you know you have to have your anchor Mm. breath Mm.
2: yeah um so yeah, like. So I, then you had
0: to get sober all over again.
2: I was out in Belricka and wasn't doing anything that I was doing before when I was out in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, just going to work and coming home, and uh, I was on good old POF, and oh. <laughs> you know, seeing seeing what's going on, yep. and um ended up seeing somebody that i knew from my way way past from you know before i went to project hope and lynn that mm. you know i ran with for like a month and mm-hmm. um oh, they had messaged I me wonder <laughs> how he's doing yeah, yeah so um hung out for a couple days and then two weeks later i found out i'm pregnant and uh at this whole point in my life, like, never thought I could have kids. Like, doctors yeah. said it. Like, everybody yep. was in long-term relationships prior. Like, nothing ever happened. And, um, you know, like, now I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, this is it. Because, like, you know, that guy that, like, said he was sober, like, after, like, the couple days of hanging out, like, mm. he was... Clonopin, adderall, adderall so you were still Gabapentin. sober. you were still sober at this, I was time. Still sober ah. at this point yes okay. and, um, white knuckling
1: the shit out of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah
2: you know now i'm pregnant and he's like oh we can be a family and we can do this and then like you know i'm throwing him out of my apartment because he's getting high mm. there's needles in the car like he's yeah. not coming to pick me up from work in the car this
0: disease just takes and takes
2: yeah me. and uh you know, like I I knew it wasn't going to work, but at the same time like okay, now I'm scared cuz like I'm going to be I yeah. know everything is going to go to shit. I'm going to lose everything. Like I can't do this by myself. Like I barely yeah. like like you said white-knuckled like being able to keep a roof over my head and like all this stuff on my own. Now I'm going to have a kid. I don't want them to grow up like without a father. What if yeah. I screw up and I'm not a good mother? Like
1: so much mon- so much stuff that can go wrong. Yeah. And cause so much fear and, and just completely Keep you held back You know Because we're, we're, we're trying to control everything And it's You know It just gets overwhelming
2: Yeah And Right Prior to that I was on a medication That you couldn't even get pregnant You weren't supposed to get pregnant on Because you would have to Terminate the baby Because of disformities And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that wow. And I had stopped yeah. taking it Two weeks prior um, Wow And because I didn't like how it was making me feel. I didn't think it was doing anything. So now, now let I'm me like let me just everything.
1: let me just ask: Were you like, this is supposed to happen? Like, um, th- did that ever enter your mind? Like, this is this is what may- maybe this is what's supposed to happen with me? Maybe because I I just stopped. this how this is too much of a coincidence. Too much of a coincidence, right? Too mm-hmm.
2: much. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but. uh it was scary because, like, now I'm reading, like, oh, it needs to be out of your system for six months and, mm. like, all this stuff. But, you know, Ooh, yeah, he ended scary. up being okay. And um, nice. everything was fine. What and a blessing. What a blessing. And, you know, I was doing the doctor's visits on my own because, like, the first two that, like, the dad decided to go to, like, he was high as a kite and the doctor's yeah. looking at me. And I'm, like, don't even want him there. And I'm just, like, um, so dealing with that, like... The whole pregnancy Him in Him out You know Breaking into the apartment Cause he wants like You know Mad at me for everything Because I'm pushing him away yeah. And uh You know I'm sober Like and now I'm pregnant And then I'm sick with everything And still going to work But he doesn't want me to work Because that's what You know A family Like you're the mom You're pregnant You're not yeah, supposed yeah. to work Well how are you gonna support us But he's us? not doing anything Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well what are you I gonna g- do?
0: I'll I guarantee whether he realizes or not He's uh Suffering guilt from all that You know what I mean Yeah
2: hmm. And uh, so my lease was running up on my apartment, and um, the, the benefit of the doubt. And uh, the the father of my child's father owned some properties, so mm. he had a vacancy. Said we could move in there. And I sat down with him, and I'm like, okay, if we move in, and I throw you know so and so out, am I still going to be able to stay here? Because like I'm leaving everything, you know, my apartment, yeah. all this, to move in here and save money. Yes, yes, you'll be fine. So I move in. Father wasn't there to move, was MIA, so now I'm like four months pregnant with a moving truck, having to call his sister and my brother, who's now pissed because like he disappeared. Wow. Um and a month later he goes to check in with parole and had his dad's truck who was supposed to go to awake that night. And then the parole officer calls. We had to take him in. He has to do his time. Um, showed up mm. so high that he couldn't even stand. He's lucky I didn't charge him with an OUI. Yeah. So now the dad yeah. is pissed. Next day, he tells me I have to leave.
1: So Because he thinks that you're wow. getting high with him.
2: That or just, I mean, I, I was mad at first, but now I can't blame him because he's from Lebanon. So mm. like old school, like. yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't happy with my appearance so that like I was the mom mm. and who knows he didn't even know if like his son was the father do you know what I mean like yeah. we were only together for such a short period yep. of time like he doesn't know right Um. so now like I'm being told I have to leave so I have to move again now I have no money um, my work ended up taking me off waitressing and putting me on hosting which is a very big dollar difference oh yeah um, oh, yeah. Going from like two to three hundred a night to twelve dollars an hour, six mm-hmm. hour shifts. Um, wow. I was very sick between like stress and everything else. Had the arthritis going on, so like some days would be the good, pregnancy. and then some days yeah. would be bad. The pregnancy, the the father, like
3: yeah, yeah,
2: everything. Um, and I ended up moving into an apartment in Andover, and at that point you know i i picked up i um, am
1: how so you're
2: i was about seven months pregnant and uh you know i didn't tell anybody except i think stacia was like the only one that knew like Mm -hmm. i was ashamed like very very ashamed like i had four years and nine months of sobriety like
0: four years and nine months
2: four years nine months yeah that's Um,
0: tough that's that's a tough one
2: seven months pregnant so like I can feel my baby move like all I wanted to ever be was like a mother mm. and here I am picking up. Like what the hell is wrong with yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like disgusted in the myself, like angry, guilt, shame, embarrassment. Guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I didn't tell anybody and, and and you know, I um I ended up overdosing at the wheel. Um and Thank God my son was okay, and I ended up being okay. Mm. I was sectioned at that point um, by my mother. My brother was the one who took the dispatch call for the town.
1: So he worked for the town? He
2: worked for the police station. um, Mm. So when I got to the hospital after that, my family and I, we have a very rocky relationship. I was never close with my mother and never close with my brother. He's very codependent on my mother. Mm -hmm. My dad was always kind of there and always talked to me the whole time. I think he had his own guilt and stuff um, hmm. about not being around when I was younger yeah. and then with my addiction now. And uh, But you
1: had said that your dad had gotten sober, right?
2: Yes. and
0: um, I imagine it would take a very brave parent to deal with a uh, heroin addiction person.
2: Yeah. You know
0: mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, it's, it's tough, very tough, you know? I mean, if someone's not strong, I mean, I could see, you know, you just can't deal with it. You just use the excuse of, well, it's their fault or whatever, you know, just tough.
2: I remember when he first found out When I was using Somerville Detox Was still around And like Mm. he dropped My mother knew the whole time But she didn't like quite understand it She thought it was like pot Or like a drink Like put it down Whatever And uh, I remember him driving me To Somerville Detox First Detox And he's like You know What are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know, go to detox. And he's like, you know, heroin addicts don't get better. Like, you're, you're going to die or like end up living out on the street. Like, you can't come home, you know? Yeah. And um, at that point, I hadn't been home anyways. Like, I moved out like right when I was 18 and like was always Mm. out on my own. Um, and then when I was running out on the streets in Lynn, like I never talked to my family, no yeah. relationship with my brother. And then even when I got sober after going to the island, my mother didn't talk to me until three years of sobriety. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I've had my son, I haven't talked to anyone in my family except for my grandmother.
1: And your son is?
2: My son is two. He just turned two. Oh, wow. Um, so now is that
1: by choice or just?
2: A little bit of both. So after I overdosed and ended up in the hospital my mother sectioned me and then i had to go to court because of that situation mm-hmm. um and because my brother was the dispatcher for the police my mom was writing letters um to the judge which was kind of had nothing to do with like the case um saying that i didn't deserve to be a mother that she didn't want my son that my son had horrible parents and that he'd be better off in like foster care so like now i'm dealing with all this stress Mm. that's trauma anyways you know what i mean and uh that's supposed to be my mother Hmm. so
1: this is while being sick while being pregnant while trying to get sober all over again
2: yes and um i was very blessed to to have stacia and Hmm. also at the same time um my son's grandmother the father's mother okay is very involved she invited me to move into her home after I lost the apartment in Andover after being sectioned and stuff. Yep. Um she very held on good. to my cats for two <laughs> years. It was supposed wow. to be two months and it was two years and now like, you said
1: you said that dad's from Lebanon. Is she from there as well? She's not, okay. no. Okay. Um
2: and she has a new husband too, so very uh but yeah, he's great too. Her new her her new husband, but, um, she's very involved and, like, very supportive and, like, was going to court and, uh, so part of the reason of my parents not talking to me on top of, you know, what I did to embarrass them or while I was pregnant or whatever, um, was because they found out I was talking to my mother's mother. Like I grew up with no family. They shut everyone out on both sides. Yeah, um yep. so they took wow. it as like a betrayal. That but when I got sober in 2012, like I hadn't talked to my nana since I was 18 and now I'm like 28. She didn't do anything to me. Right. Like in that time in recovery and like growing like I wasn't scared of my family anymore. Mm-hmm. And like I reached out to her and I was oh. blessed that like she got back to me. And um
0: that's kind of cool.
2: So they cut me off for that. And I have That's the same cool. therapist. No. <laughs> um, and my son's a joy. Like, he's a blessing. Like, So
1: they're, they're missing out. They're yeah. missing out. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yep. he's, he's getting what he needs, whether it be from them or not. Um, and, you know, they're the ones that are going to regret it someday, you know.
2: One thing I've learned on this journey is that your family is who you make them. It yeah, doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be blood, because um, yeah. even blood can treat you like shit or be dishonest or unhealthy. And mm. just because you're healthy doesn't mean that everyone else around you is gonna no, be healthy. not at all. Um,
0: yeah, but as long as there's a there's another day of life, there's another hope. Yeah, yeah. you know, for change, for the better. yeah. You never, you, you never, never know what could happen.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you're ta- you're taking care of your son and and you know, providing him with a with the things that he needs and like like i said they're the ones that are, are missing
0: out. you just keep you know we as as recovering addicts just keep putting one foot in front of the other doing the next right thing and the fucking life gets so yeah you, you just provide so the best
1: life that you can for your for your son and
0: and that's you know. a reward in itself yeah you know it has been for me big time
1: mm. yeah
2: And it is. Like, that's all I can do. Like, I still get stressed out every day. Like, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. Wait a minute. um, (laughs) Wasn't that perfect? (laughs) But, like, all I can do each day is, like, try not to lie. Try and teach the person... Like, try and give the person next to me as much respect as, like, I want to be given. Like, Mm -hmm. let people know that I'm available and, like, I can be trusted today. Mm -hmm. And if I fall short a little bit today, when I wake up tomorrow, like, I just try and pick up where I left Mm -hmm. off. And, um i know we're like cutting close on time i think but we're we're good um
1: a couple more minutes
2: yeah like i had my son my son was taken from me that was a horrible experience Mm -hmm. because like now i just gave birth i was sober at the time of his birth he didn't detox he had nothing in his system um i reached out to my old therapist that i had from hello house in 2012 um she was there for me no questions asked Mm -hmm. and i went back it is and um I'm a big believer, like, everything happens for a reason, yep. and uh, yep. I went back to transitions, and when they were doing my paperwork, my admission date was one day off from when I went five years prior, so hmm. um, I think I went in at, like, June 15th, two years ago, and it was June 16th in 2012, so, wow. um, yeah. <laughs> nice. They catered to me a little bit, but I needed it because I hadn't been in any kind of recovery or treatment for almost five years. And now, you know, I'm wicked hormonal, just lost my kid, don't know what's going to go on, like lost family that like I just got back. So they gave me a single room then i went to an awesome program in jp that was about like 14 beds with wild turkeys in the backyard like <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. but it, it was nice it was yeah. what i needed yep. and uh familiar f- faces because it's part of hello house so they okay. split the staff oh really so some of the same staff was there and um, that makes
0: you feel good i remember uh having that experience too coming like the same detox and you're like well at least i know somebody yeah, yeah. you know
2: yeah, 'cause and especially with all the guilt and shame I had, like and and like I said, I didn't tell anybody 'cause yeah, like yeah. I didn't want people to look at me like, Oh, yep, she did what everybody else did. It's like what kind of person is she that like she got high with her kid in her stomach and like this and that.
1: Yeah, yeah judgment. Is, yep. uh, Stigma to judgment, do. you know.
2: And
0: uh, yeah. well, so what what is uh what it's what's it like now?
2: So now I am in school, um, going to school for medical assisting over in Brookline. I just received a housing voucher, so now I'll be able to have a stable roof over my Mm -hmm. head for my son and I. Um, I'm blessed to have found an apartment, a five-minute walk from Fenway Park.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's a nice area, too. Yeah.
2: It's nice. Very good. Star Market's right there. Target's right there, which is huge with not having a car and a very active kid. You do well in Boston, huh? Yeah. (laughs) yeah, you You talk about not
1: having a car, and that's due to when you were pregnant and you had the Yes, accident.
2: when I had the accident. Um,
1: that your brother got the c- f-
2: call that for. That my brother got the call for.
1: But things are looking up now. Yeah. yeah
2: things are looking up. Um, I have my son. He he was actually born two days after my birthday. I went into labor the day after my birthday. He was nice. like two and a half weeks early, but um, he's my little Gemini twin.
1: So he just had a birthday?
2: Yep. June? June 8th, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, He's starting to talk. He's in daycare. He loves his new apartment. I thought it would be hard for him to adjust because we were in Listen, programs and shelter the last two kids, years.
1: Kids are so resilient. Yeah. And as long as they're being loved. Because that's it. You know, I, I worried about my daughter. Same thing. Um, and like, if you, you
0: gotta give them unconditional
1: love. Yes, if you can make it boundaries fun for them, and 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 you know, it, it's all in, in how you present it to them. You know, because um, that's that's what I want. And you know, certain things did affect her. You know, like she's of forced. Course, she's yeah. forced. She has a therapist. But whatever, I don't care. Yeah. It, you know, if if it's helping her, I just want to make sure that she's okay. You know what I mean? Yep. She has great people in her life, and that's like like you're saying, chosen family. You know what yep. I mean? It doesn't. They don't have to be blood to be family. You know, and, and as long as you surround your yourself with people who want to see you do well see your son do well and 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 lift you up you know like that's it stick with the winners
0: that's yeah, what yeah. Say. you
1: know you have you have toxic people in your life it just you know, Very hard to deal with. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks all the essence a out of everything. Sobriety. It's
2: yeah, it's good being back in Boston too. Like when I came back here, like mm. after losing my son and then getting him back and everything, like I was back in my old environment. Like back with the people that I knew. Like they were a lot closer yeah. than when we were in Billerica. Yeah. You know, we still have like crazy schedules, and then we don't see each other all the time. But they're still there, and like a- I feel comfortable. You know. Yeah. AA people.
0: AA
1: people.
2: Yes. Yeah. Nice.
1: And, and like the 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 people I know and the people that I have in my life, like you know people from years ago it could be years that i don't talk to these people and they're never once like why the fuck haven't you reached out to me they're like how are you yeah what's new right you know what i mean like we never miss the beat yeah like mm. that that's like those are the real true friends that i've made around here you know what i mean it's it's, it's, go- it's awesome gold.
2: And, they, and like you said It's like you never missed a beat And like yeah. they know what's wrong And they know if something's not mm-hmm. wrong And it's just It's it's that comfortableness Like yeah. I feel like safe And like good Like I know what's going yeah,
1: on Yeah and they're gonna, they'll are gonna they call you nice. on your shit yes. You know that's yeah. We all need that We yeah, all that we need do. that Definitely
2: That's a very big thing Because I like to You know I can do everything myself Like I don't want to oh, let you know That I'm stressing yeah. out You know what yeah. I mean Absolutely But those I, that know I me I like, never do that
0: Yeah I'm <laughs> fine <No, ever. laughs> I'm fine Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm fine No I got this you yeah. know, because for me, like, from seven years old, it was like I had to do everything. You know, like, there was no one there to ask for help. Mom was always working. You know what I mean? So it's like, Hm f- So, like, here I am coming up on 47. Like, so I did that for fucking 40 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of tough to just back off of that and say, you know what? I need help. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Asking for help is always yeah. tough, but. And you're crying and you
2: when someone forgets to put cream in your coffee. Like it just breaks down. So, like, that, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Emotional exactly. meltdown. <laughs> yep.
1: The smallest thing, and it's like, bah! you know, I'm definitely a crier too. That's all right, though.
3: All
0: right. Good. So stuff. yeah.
1: So it sounds like you're doing well, and um, you know, I we appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much. You know, I I'm sure that there's lots of women, you know, that need to hear this as well. Right. You know, because. Yeah, I I can't tell you how a woman feels when, you know, something happens that happened to you. You know what I mean, right? I can tell you how I feel, but you know, like this, I was I was talking to someone earlier today, and I said, um, you know, I remember a time when the, you know, and it's it's not like that now. I remember a time when a, a, a girl would raise their hand in a meeting and ask for help, and no one would fucking go up to them after. Yep. No women would go up to them after. And, really? you know, wow. now you see two or three guys that are not creeps or predators going up to this woman and say, listen, here, go talk to that lady. Yep. Go talk right. to that lady, you know, because because there's no one, you know, it it we're definitely different. You could take 40 guys, throw them in a the house. They're going to fucking get along. You take 40 women, put them together. Forget about it. It's a different <laughs> ball game. I don't know why. You know, but, you know, that's things have changed a lot today. I see the I see so many strong, solid women in recovery and, Mm. and, you know, and that's because they've done work on themselves, you know. (laughs)
2: Very nervous to come here today Thank you for having me It's been a while since I've spoke um, mm. done anything like this And especially to come out and say everything that I did uh, Yeah, Because like awesome. I said, I haven't done that But I was always taught when I got into recovery That when you were asked to do something You yes. do it Unless yes. you're like absolutely physically like not right.
1: able and to And we appreciate you Yeah, we really appreciate it
2: And I know that like I might not think so But like my story might be able to help someone else Absolutely, get out and, Absolutely, um, that's right. You know, know that they're not alone. Yes, and, uh, and
1: anyone, you know, if anyone reaches out to us that, you know, clicked with you or whatever, you know, we could forward them on or, or they can, you know, click on your name and send you a message or whatever. Because yeah. um, anything is possible. And yes. And I've
2: seen, like, going through that program, I saw so many other women that, like, didn't stay on the right path because they were so, like, mm-hmm. you know, afraid of being judged so hurt disgusted with themselves and and they didn't fight because they didn't think that they could do better that self-doubt and then they just ended up losing out more and it's it's tough you know
1: yeah
2: you just need that support around you that's like the biggest thing is the support healthy support
1: exactly healthy support and uh you know if if you're looking for help you can reach out to us um if anyone wishes to be on the podcast and share their experience with us reach out to us as well um Please subscribe. Yes, lolterms.com like subscribe share. Uh, thanks
0: everybody for tuning in. Yes, Once no again.
1: no podcast next week, but the following week we'll be going live from Recovery Rocks. I will put um I'm actually going to put some in the comments later. Um this concert is <coughs> to benefit Social Peer Recovery Center. Um you know, and all the stuff that they do. They have a lot of meetings out there as well. It's at 51 Cole Parkway in Situate. Uh so if you're not doing anything next Thursday night, come out to Situate. Yeah, Enjoy a nice right. night and concert and food. All that, Everything's included a, with the price cause. of the ticket. Yeah, great cause. So um, thank you again, Nicole. Thank, yep. you. Um, yes, thank you. And we'll see you when we're looking at you. Peace. Peace.